Welcome. Today we are going to learn Daf Tzadik Test, page 99 of Terror. We're in the middle of a mimer on Megillus Esther, uh, on the uh, phrase from Gemara, that a, the sentence from Gemara that a person uh, should uh, become intoxicated for him. Uh, until he doesn't know the difference between uh, uh, curses um, is Haman and blessed is Mardachai. And uh, the Maimah went on to explain how Torah is called a martial a metaphor because uh, at every level of Torah, it's a metaphor that helps us relate to and connect to a, to a certain uh, revelation of godliness. And then it goes from level to level. Uh, with each one, each uh, level of, uh, of uh, revelation of Hashem is accessed through a certain level of Torah. And then we explain that uh, although both Purim and Matan Torah uh, were these, uh, these um, times connected to Hashem at a very high level, um, but there's a difference that with Matan Torah, uh, Hashem, so to speak, forced us into it by this outpouring of love towards us, the Jewish people, that then we responded in kind. Whereas on Purim, Hashem's presence was concealed, and therefore the fact that uh, we're still uh, bonding to Hashem in a very deep way is uh, with our own efforts, and therefore it's greater. So now we begin with a beer in, and uh, about 10 lines down, Daf Tzadik Tess, first column. So the Pasuk says, when describing Mardachai, it calls him Ish Yehudi, that he, there was a Ish Yehudi, a, a Jew, a Judean, and his name was Mardachai Ish Yemini. Now, Mardachai was from the tribe of Binyamin. Ish Yemini means from Binyamin. So if so, why is he called uh, a Yehudi? Yehudi means someone from the tribe of Yehuda. Similarly, it says in the decree of Haman to destroy the Jewish people, they're called the Jewish people, the Yehudim. And this is uh, strange because what about uh, people from uh, Bnei Yisrael um, from other tribes? Uh, if they're from Ephraim or Menashe, would they not be included? But the explanation is that, that from the time of the Megillah, this is actually incidentally, it's the first time it happens. Uh, but uh, the the um, Bnei Yisrael are now called Yehudim, no matter which tribe they come from. That's because Yehuda comes from the word uh, to acknowledge and to, <coughs> uh, to, like we say, that we uh, thank Hashem and we humbly acknowledge Hashem. And uh, so this is a quality that every year has, this quality of bit of self nullification And therefore, we're all called Yehudim. Uh, uh, which uh, Yehuda received his name because Leah says, Ha-pam Hashem. This time I thank Hashem. She recognizes Hashem's kindness. Now we all have this. Now, then when we bounce my Nestray, we're expressing the bit of the self nullification that we all have within us. Now, of all of us, we all have this uh, Yehuda power inside us, but the uh, greatest is Mardachai, and that's why Mardachai is called Ish Yehudi, which means like the master, the uh, the high the uh, highest degree of Yehudi of this uh, humility and self nullification before Hashem. Now. Uh, Mardachai's name, like the Gemara says, uh, 
Marachai's name is hinted to in the Pasuk talking about the Basamim, the spices in the Beis in the, uh, where it talks about Mar Drur, that they used this uh, Mar Drur. What is Mar Drur? It's Mira Dachya. So it's Mar is a spice and then Dachya. Um, so it's a uh, it's a um, it's a, a, a crushed um, pure spice, and which spice is it? So according to the Rambam and most Mefarshim, it is um, um, musk or, or uh, mut or in uh, in Aramaic uh, the, we have the we have the name based in Aramaic uh, mushka. Uh, so what is this uh, spice? It's uh, unlike the other spices that come from plants. This spice can, comes from the blood of a certain animal. Uh, when that when it's prepared right, it, it becomes a nice smelling spice. So, and that's the name Mordechai. Mordechai is named after this spice, which was made for, from a, a blood of a certain animal. And uh, blood is uh, generally seen as something from the side of severity, something uh, negativity, and therefore using the blood for a pleasant spice is uh, a way of uh, transformation, of transforming something from uh, problematic to something nice, pleasant smelling. And this is through escafia, subduing bad, and ishapchon, and transforming bad. So the blood represents our tivus, our desires for our for physical things, uh, and uh, the uh, the idea of uh, using it out for holiness, for becoming nice smelling, represents using it out for holiness. That our desires should become holy desires, and that's what we should really want. So based on this, we can explain the deeper meaning of the debate in halacha, whether this spice, myr or mush, is allowed to um, to be eaten. So there's two opinions. Rabbi Yoyna says it's allowed. Others say, no, you can't eat it. You're only allowed to smell it. And the, the what is the real debate? The debate is to what degree will we say that, uh, it, that it has been tra- transformed to something holy? So Rabbeinu Yaino says that you're, you're allowed to eat it. So he uh, he would say that similarly with something that starts off uh, negative and then we do teshuva. So if someone sins on purpose, it's a purposeful sin, then uh, does teshuva. So then it becomes fixed. And even stonus, even the purposeful averis become uh, positive. Whereas others uh, say that you can't eat it, and that's because they said that even when you try to transform, but it's it still uh, it might make bad into accidents, but doesn't make it into uh, mitzvahs into some, something positive. And and uh, based on that, you can't eat this uh, spice, which comes from blood, which is from the side of negativity. Now, which animal is this? So it says it's a chayyidua, known animals. This chayyidua actually is the same animal as yidoni, which is from the word yidua, and which is, was used for certain types of uh, magic related to uh, idolatry. 
And uh, so therefore, through transformation, that can become uh, something positive. And about this, it says that where Balik Shuvah stands, where people will return to, to a Yiddishkeit stand, even a perfect tzaddik can't stand. But if Teshuvah is performed without love of Hashem, so then one's various, one's sins, do not, do not become positive. They only become Shikogas. They become like a, a accidental because of one's tshuva. So now, now Mordechai is the ultimate of bittel, the ultimate of uh, self-effacement, and therefore he's the ultimate Yehudi, which we said represents uh, uh, submission and, and uh, self-nullification before Hashem. And then his counterpart is Haman, who is the ultimate ego. Haman says, who would the king want to uh, uh, give this honour but me? So he was the ultimate uh, self-centred ego and therefore separated from Hashem's oneness and he thought that he was everything and and that's it. And and that's the fitting for his family. He was from the family of Amalek. It says about Amalek, Reish is going Amalek, that Amalek is the first of the nations, meaning that they are the seven nations of Canaan, and each represents a certain spiritual uh, uh, illness, a certain uh, negative uh, character trait. And, yes, there are some very bad ones. There's uh, uh, hedonistic pleasures. There's even murder. But Amalek is that coarseness and and uh, and uh, chutzpah and self-centeredness which uh, which is the root of all the negative midas so haman wanted to destroy all the yehudim because yehudim represent self-nullification and therefore it didn't fit it was the exact opposite of haman who's about a big ego if they would they would uh, retract and and leave Yiddishkeit and 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 uh, rene- renege on their religion, then he would leave them alone. But nevertheless, they all stayed true to Hashem and and Hashem's oneness. And this is uh, a, a special ability that every Yid has to give up everything and even his life. Uh, not to separate from the Hashem Echad from one Hashem in any way. Even though a yid sometimes might do an aver, might uh, sin, that's because of a, a spirit of folly, a ruach stutz that tricks him so that he should think that he's still that it doesn't affect his connected his connection. Uh, because he says, "Look, I'm a yid. I put on tzitzis. I wear tefillin. I'm a yid." or whatever other trappings and signs it is a yid, and therefore says the fact that I'm sitting now doesn't affect my connection. So now the fact that at this, that at essence, a yid will give up everything and, and even his life in order to stay connected with Hashem, so this is because uh, uh, yid lo- has a, a deep love of Hashem, which is beyond uh, logic and beyond limits. When the Torah speaks about love of Hashem, it says love Hashem because Hashem is our life. But based on that, we we would only love Hashem 
out of thanks for giving us life, but not more than our life, whereas Mesiris Nefesh means that Hashem comes first before even our very life. And the Torah doesn't give a reason for Mesiris Nefesh because it's beyond reason. So when we talk about, when we say love Hashem because he is our life, so that means Hashem is our life, our energizes us in two ways. One way is Mamalikam and the other way is Servkam. Hashem fills all the worlds to energize it according to its specific level and then surrounds all the worlds to energize it in one sort of uh, equal way for all, give all worlds the same level of spiritual energy that surrounds all worlds. But Hashem himself is really beyond both filling the worlds and surrounding the worlds because Hashem existed before creation. He can exist after, he will exist after after creation and even after this world as we know it is uh, finished um, without any change. And the fact that that all existence or creations come out of Hashem uh, so that 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 doesn't change Hashem. It's only a ray from Hashem, not Hashem Himself. Hashem Himself remains unchanged, and so that's why creation is called Yesh Mayayin, something out of nothing. That's because uh, the uh, the creation is a something, and the. It, it only happens through a ray, and that ray is called ayin, it's called nothing compared to Hashem's essence. So Hashem's essence is totally beyond the, the ray of light of Hashem, which enlivens worlds. And uh, the, the Pasuk says, Va'ata kulam, that you uh, enliven all of them. This word, Va'ata, you, it, it, it has aleph and then top. So <laughs> it represents the 22 letters of the aleph base together with the hay at the end, which is the five parts of ways that ele- that we we can speak. We Some letters are pronounced from our throats, other ones from our uh, lips, other ones from our tonsils, etc., our teeth. So, uh, so that's the five, um, the five uh, parts of our mouth which produce letters, and that's the hay of atta, and now these letters, they're only a ray from Hashem, uh, not, uh, not, of course, Hashem, Hashem himself. Like they have letters to express uh, what I'm saying to others. So it's outside of me. It's only how I'm expressed to others. And the same thing with Hashem. And so therefore, Hashem himself is, is beyond just the fact that he is our life force uh, because uh the, uh, our life force is only, as we said, it's only Hashem as he fills worlds and surrounds worlds. Uh, but Hashem himself is beyond that. And uh, therefore, the the uh, decision that, that that just comes automatically from inside, that I'll, I'll even I'll give up my life if necessary, not to separate from Hashem's oneness. So this is... Uh, this is uh, uh, connected to uh, Hashem's essence, which is beyond Hashem's light that fills and surrounds worlds. Now, when it says uh, that, uh, 
That's yes, Kulam. So it says that you uh, enliven all of them. This word Atta, Aleph to Tav, uh, refer to all the letters of the Aleph base, that each one is a certain spiritual energy. And then the He is the uh, the five um, uh, parts of the mouth. And uh, uh, this is where the through, uh, in speech, that, that's uh, where what uh, energizes and what uh, uh, allows connection to other. So that represents the ray of Hashem, whereas Hashem himself, beyond the uh, words of speech, uh, is uh, unaffected by creation. Uh, because, uh, like we said, that that, that only affects uh, within uh, either the Hashem's light that fills the worlds or surrounds the worlds, but Hashem himself is beyond, and that's like Mr. Nefesh, which is beyond. Now, uh, every year has this ability, uh, because every year has, uh, his, has an Hashemah, which is uh, beyond intellect, and therefore... Uh, every yid is able to have Messias Nefesh not to uh, to give up his life, not to go against Hashem and separate from Hashem. And uh, this is the meaning of the Pasuk in the Megillah, this Mamar, Marachai, that the uh, word of Marachai uh, was uh, kept by the yidin. So Marachai, as we said, is the ultimate of uh, Bittal, of the nullification, the ultimate Yehudi, and the uh, and uh, this was accept the word of Marachai was accepted by the Yidden, like the pasuk says that at the time of uh, the, of Purim of the Achashvesh uh, it says v'kiv lohayudim esasherchelulases that now the Yidden finally accepted what they started to do uh, earlier. So when did they start to accept the Torah? That was at the time of the giving of the Torah, where they said, Nasev and Nishma, we will do and then we'll understand. And they were so excited that every uh, one of the Dibras, every one of the Asaras, there is the Ten Statements, or as it's normally translated in English, Ten Commandments. Uh, so the Neshama jumped out of the body towards Hashem. Uh, but uh, although this happened both at the giving of the Torah uh, and also at Purim, they also accepted the Torah, but there's a difference that at Matan Torah, at the giving of the Torah, it was uh, due to uh, this overpouring of love, so they were sort of smothered by it and, and almost forced to accept, whereas uh, in the times of Purim, it was uh, from our own efforts and that's why Matan Torah is considered only the beginning, whereas uh, with Purim, that's considered where they f- fully and properly accepted the Torah. Now, the Pasuk says that at the end of the Megillah, Maro Kacha Mahigi Alem. What, um, like, uh, what did, uh, uh, did they uh, see? Uh, regarding this and what uh, happened, what what uh, reached them. So it uses the word ma twice. Ma means what? It's a sense of bit of self-nullification. What is it? There's nothing. And uh, the, uh, which is uh, what Mardachai is all about. Now, there's uh, two uh, levels, two type, types of uh, of uh, divine light. There's uh, which are hinted in Hashem's names: the Shem Ma and Shem Ban. 
to burn is godliness as it descends to be involved in this world, whereas ma is stays above the world. So ban is like mamali energy, the light that fills the world, and then ma is above. And uh, on one hand, ban, it, it, it uh, extends godliness further down, but on the other hand, ma is more sort of uh, accurate and more obviously godly. So, uh, so this, uh, this uh, uh, in, in uh, ma, which represents a high level of bittal of self nullification, hiki uh, alehem, like the Pasuk says, ma hiki alehem, what reached to them. Uh, so in the times of Ahasuerus, the uh, there was no revelation from above. The Yidden decided that uh, they've got to uh, shape up, they've got to uh, connect Hashem uh, themselves. And therefore, it's a Nesra Salusata, an arousal from below. Uh, but still, despite that the 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 um, Aveda in the time of the Purim story was of our own efforts, but still Hashem helped. Like it says, without Hashem's help, we wouldn't be able to achieve any anything. We wouldn't be able to stay on the right track. Uh, and uh, it says, uh, the Medrash says in Parshish Tazriya, that Ish Mazriya Tchiliya Lenes Nekeva, Isha Mazriya Tchiliya Lenes Zachra. So if uh, the... Uh, the man's uh, seed uh, comes out first, and then uh, the child will be a daughter. Whereas if the 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 woman's um, uh, it comes out first, then the child will be um, a son, will be a male. So what does this mean spiritually? That if the original efforts is our own, so in other words, that the the um, the isha is first, we are first, we're considered Hashem's wife. So then the result will be strong. Will be male, whereas if uh, the if it's Hashem initiating, uh, so then the result will be weak. The result will be female. Uh, and uh, this uh, this is Shemban, uh, which is uh, the feminine energy which goes into worlds in order to nurture and, and them and energize them between uh between uh Matantera versus Purim where Matantera there's a uh, lower level of uh, bittal because it's initiated from Hashem whereas uh, at, at Purim it's a high level of bittal because it's initiated from us so it's like the difference um between <coughs> Moshe and Eliyahu so Eliyahu is the gematria of Ban uh, because he is uh, godliness within this world, whereas Moshe is totally bottled to beyond, and uh, therefore Eliyahu, who he was about um, uh, refining the body, so therefore his body went up to heaven with him. Whereas Moshe, his body was totally irrelevant. We don't even know where it is. He's all about his his soul as it rises and to become one with Hashem. So Moshe is Ma, and Eliyahu is Ban. Or we could explain the difference between uh, the giving of the Terevist Purim, like the difference between Moshe and Aaron, <clears throat> that both Moshe and Aaron are mat. So they both said together, but Nachmama, we are, we are what? We are nothing. There's nothing that Kairach and the rebels should complain about us. Um, but 
uh, still within ma, Moshe is ma within ma, whereas Aaron is ban within ma. So in other words, within ma, with, within uh, ma, which is the godliness above the world, which uh, uh, sort of sits above and refines from above. Aaron is the ban within that, the more integrated part, whereas Moshe is the ma part within ma, the more beyond part. So either way, we see that in the times of the Purim, so then there was a greater level of self-sacrifice and greater level of self-nullification than at the time of the giving of the Torah. So Purim was like where the woman um, uh, initiates and then the child is male. In other words, that when we initiate ourselves, not from Hashem, then, then the impact is stronger. And the resultant revelation of godliness is stronger. <clears throat> so um, the same way that this applies to Bittal, the the degree to which we are nullified before Hashem. So similarly, regarding revelation, uh, that uh, Torah re- reveals Hashem, and uh, the Torah was given at Matan Torah, the giving of Torah at Sinai, but that was only the beginning, and it was only fully accepted in the times of Purim. Because uh, Purim is when it's from our efforts. And uh, this is the meaning of the Pasuk from Zesabracha, that the Torah uh, Moshe commanded to us, Meirasha to inheritance. But you could read Meirasha as Morasa betrothed. And uh, so uh, uh, this is like the idea of the uh, marriage between uh, Hashem and the Jewish people, where the Jewish people are the color. And when they initiate, then there's a greater revelation afterwards. Um, and so, and uh, so, so this, uh, uh, this uh, Ma, when we, with the Pasuk says, when it's summarizing at the end of the Megillah, so this ma is uh, related to chachma. The word chachma is made up of two words, kayachma, the ability of what? This of humility. And that's because chachma receives from the subconscious and it has to be totally still in order to let the subconscious uh, be manifest within it. And therefore chachma is also this level of bit uh, of self-nullification. Now we're just going to do the beginning of the next paragraph. <coughs> And we'll conclude um, nine lines down on the uh, the fourth column of, of Tzadik Tess of uh, page 99. So now, next paragraph, so now we can understand why with the uh, Purim there's this mitzvah to drink, which uh, doesn't apply to Adi Yom Tovim or to Shabbos. And uh, so we could understand that. Um, based on the Pasuk, which relates to, to Yom, Yom Tovim, to the other holidays, run Tzadikim Bashem, that Tzadikim sing, um, and they praise Hashem. So Zayar explains that the connection between this uh, chapter, Ran Tzadikim, which is said on Shabbos mornings, and Shabbos and Yom Tov is uh, that... Uh, that on Shabbos, it's a time of singing, a time of praise, a time of celebration. So therefore we say, but still the degree of celebration and joy is only limited. It's only from within, it's from within the chain of worlds. 
and therefore the level of joy is limited. We have certain ways to show our happiness. We in the times of the base of Migdash, it was with the meat of the carbon. Now we drink wine. Well, we buy a uh, uh, husband um, uh, buys uh, his wife something for 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 Yom Tov and buy the children sweets. So this is all uh, a limited way to show happiness. Whereas Purim, it's without any bounds and just uh, unlimited joy. Uh, so, uh, and uh, to the extent that Adeloyada, until we don't know the difference between Mardachai and Haman, unlike every other Yom Tov where the joy is specifically with rationale with intellect but with Purim it's with beyond intellect and this is uh, the level of Masiris Nefesh where we give ourselves up entirely uh, which is also beyond intellect and beyond reasons like we said before that there's no reason there's no logical explanation for Masiris Nefesh uh, but uh, this uh, level of Bittal uh, this level of self nullification it, it reaches, it touches Hashem himself beyond Sovev and Male, beyond how Hashem feels and surrounds worlds. And that that uh, essence is the source of our mysterious nefesh, our self-sacrifice. And uh, <clears throat> therefore, it manifests specifically on Purim, the day where we don't, where it says, uh, to the degree that we don't know the difference between curses Haman and blesses Mordechai, because when the essence, when Hashem's essence is revealed, then everything else is nullified before it, and there's no difference. Like it says that in Tzadakhtamatitan, like that even if we do righteous uh, acts, then what have we given to Hashem? If we uh, increase in uh, sin, then what have we done to Hashem? So, and so uh, that's the level of Purim where Hama and Mardachai, it's all the same thing because it's totally beyond uh, and totally unlimited. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to stop there. Uh, so we've explained uh, the meaning of Ishihudi. Mardachai is this uh, ultimate bittle, whereas Haman is the ultimate of ego. And and uh, that Messiris uh, Nefesh, uh, self-sacrifice has no, it's beyond reason. So that's connected to Mardachai, unlike Lava Hashem, that there could be reason for that, but the reason won't dictate to give oneself up. And uh, we spoke about different levels of Bittal, Bittal of Ma, Bittal of Ban, Ma is the higher level of Bittal. And uh, based on that, explain that on a regular Yom Tov, the joy is limited. Um, and uh, because it's a, it's a limited choice, it has limited expression, whereas on Purim, it's beyond limits and beyond rationale, and therefore the expression is unlimited in a way of uh, drinking. Thank you.